two dads, a banana, and a console. I'm one of your hosts, Waba Plays. Alongside, as always, Court. Hello, Court. Hey, what's up? I know. I'm a, I skipped the part where it says, we know not every dad can stay up to date on the latest Yeah, you definitely didn't follow my script. Know about, but yeah. we're here to do that for you. Also, the show is kid-friendly, so no earmuffs are needed. I just want to get to the banana part. Hi, Court. Hey, um, I, I'm going to split from this podcast. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. So if you're wondering why we're saying that, you should check us out on YouTube.com slash three dads in a console so you can see the one, the only Pez, the banana man. Hello. What's up, gents? How's it going? Dude, just audio listeners in shambles right now. Not they had no idea. They had no idea. The joke's above them. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad they're here. Um, and we are also joined by special guest Aaron. Hello. Welcome back. Hello, I really appreciate it. Three time. I appreciate Court peeling back the layers of that joke. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You guys are such a bunch of (laughs) buffoons. Banana bunch? Banana boat? God, this episode is already going bananas, huh? (laughs) Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, so there hasn't. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, most of it actually is not video game related. But again, if you're watching, uh, everyone has their hockey jersey on except me because it's hot. Yet but again, it is not only free agency. We're going to be talking some hockey. We're going to be talking some dad topics. Um, so if you don't care about hockey, you want to stick around because we're going to be talking dad things. Um, but first, we want to talk hockey. Uh, one, it's free agency, and two, Aaron is a two-year. Uh, two years yeah three years i started in the postseason three seasons ago uh which was a terrible time to jump in and i was like that's it next year i'm getting back into hockey and then last season uh you guys had me on i opened some cards uh three out of four of us wore jerseys uh i think we all know who just couldn't do it that's twice weird. in a row it's fine i think he doesn't uh, own one to be totally honest yeah uh, I pulled a really good rookie card that you all were excited about that I immediately put in a case, and now I I know where it is, but I don't remember the players. So you got Caprizov, oh, yeah, who Caprizov, may or may not be yeah. allowed back in the country. Yeah, seriously, straight yeah. up having issues right now. Wait, Which, what? I, get I didn't hear this. Yeah, yeah. So Caprizov is amazing, and I have two of his young guns, like pack fresh, and he was forging military IDs in Russia, and they as won't like does. he can't get back here. He, as one does, he was trying to go through like what is it? Like Dubai, he's been trying to he he can't get back into the country. And if he can't, he goes back to Russia. Like, who the hell knows what yeah, the hell he, is you know gonna happen? He gone. Maybe he'll yeah. share us. I passed with, on uh, the talent after that episode though. So I opened that card and then my kid wanted to start getting into cards and we'd been watching like a little bit of pro wrestling. So he got some pro wrestling cards. Yeah. And he got some card of a wrestler as an earthworm that's worth like three hundred dollars. So Tell we it case that <laughs> one too there's Probably someone not. who out there who's that sentence makes sense to them exactly yeah. it doesn't make sense to me i can promise you that <laughs> i was like this seems weird so we looked it up and i was like oh cool let's case this waba waba and i had this discussion last week where do you wear the championship belt on your waist or over your shoulder you walk out over your shoulder and when you win it goes around the waist i think it's the shoulder dude yeah because you know the the rock this is the reason I don't like holds this, it. Is, this is the reason I don't like Naughty Dog games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> going for it. I'm gonna, have to say, I'm gonna have to say, because of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, it's definitely around the waist. Definitely yeah. around the waist. See, and I actually think it's sport dependent, because like 
MMA, UFC, it's always like the big show that they get it wrapped around their waist. And then most rest, it seems like they're good with the shoulder. The shoulder's so cool. Or you could be like Bernard Hopkins and have too many belts. So you have to have your entourage hold it behind you before yes. every fight. The man had five belts. Before boxing was rigged. Um, and also full of TikTokers. So back when it was good, 2004. So we, as we what? said, back when I, boxing was I, I good, used to watch boxing, dude. I used to watch a lot. Boxing was in like the nineties. We went before boxing is rigged, and he has a lot of TikTokers. Like those. No, no, no. There's a lot of TikTokers before oh, it was okay. full of TikTokers. Who are boxers? Who, well, they're TikTokers who box. Oh, oh, like Logan Paul. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, who's now a wrestler? WWE superstar. Logan. Yeah, Logan Paul. That's right. Honestly, you want a card that's worth a lot? Find his. When he gets that uh, one for one auto, oh, he'll buy no it one, himself. No one cares. I'm, I'll, I'll care when I'm, I'm going to Disney World because of Logan Paul's auto. Um, what? What is <laughs> happening here? Is this your new thing? Is this like you know? Is now Waba is releasing his new personality. No, Waba live. has. So Waba actually goes later on weekends and he buys things and he got a Ouija board. I'm gonna bring right into it. And it so, turns out that this Ouija board is not just any Ouija board. It's like first print. <laughs> yeah, it's from 1891. Yeah. You need to um, burn that, bury it in some pet cemetery. Like, you need to get rid I of that said. thing. So, uh, the reason I why I can't show it here is because everybody wanted it out of the house. I was actually trying to value it. And I have, I talked to some experts. Like, the world, I'm yeah. texting with the world's foremost Ouija expert. Um, I got their information. Satan? They just <laughs> I, I already have my seat off. the New it's Jersey his, Devil. Is his um, name Lou? <laughs> Lou I, had it, I had it off to the side, Luigi. and everyone was telling me like it's cursed, That's it's full really of goats. I'm like, whatever, man. This thing could be worth like <laughs> six hundred to a thousand bucks, and I bought it for a dollar. My wife told me that our daughter said that she woke up and she saw ghosts. Now get, get I don't. Be- house. I don't believe in this stuff. Get it out of your house. You oh, need to get I, that out of your house. It's in my storage unit right now. It's not in the home. So I'm it's in a suitcase zipped up, like that's gonna help. But I have a I have a oh, yeah, you have layers of protection. So if any yeah, layers, a Christmas tree shop because it has the words, you know, Christ on it, you know, because Christ compels or whatever. I don't know. I saw the Exorcist a trailer once. And um then I have a, a blue because a blue suitcase that it's in. So I'm pretty sure that'll keep the, the demons out. Yeah, that'll probably work. Lava patented. Um, maybe I'll sell. Maybe I'll sell this suitcase as previously haunted to someone who cares about that stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about hockey. If the only devil we're talking about is the New Jersey Devil, Aaron is in his second year of enjoying sports. This sport, because all the other sports are lame. And this team won. I, we won. The Seriously. last time I was into hockey, we won. I left for a long time after the strike, and now I'm back, and we won again. So. Clearly, it's me. Must be nice. Yeah, I'm, I'll take it. I mean, don't act like you never saw a Stanley Cup Waba. Hold on, hold on. He didn't, he didn't just he didn't just wait. He, he got to go to a playoff game this year. Yeah. Which one did there. you go to? Uh, we lost. Yeah, but what game was it in the finals? Uh, they, we they beat us at home. I'm trying to think of which number. Like. Uh, that because we won the first two. Five. Yeah, it would have been game five. Yeah, I was gonna make if the cup was there. Oh my god! And they Can lost. Oh my god! Imagine. 
that were heartbreaking. Yeah. Dude, there's something special about going to Stanley Cup games. Yeah. They are the energy is incredible. It's They're unbelievable. Different. It's different. Yeah. When did I was you at game five. I was at game five for Stanley Cup Finals when uh, the trip hurls. The fact that Achari signed with the St. Louis Blues today is the most hilarious <laughs> thing ever. Um, but it was when Achari got tripped, and that was also when Char came back when he had the broken jaw and the whole stand. Like it was, it was funny. So many people I walk out, and I was at the game with her. Like, oh, this is like the best sporting event ever. And I was like, it was, it was great. Unfortunately, I was at Batista Batflip. Um, I was at that playoff game and it, Blue Jays when Batista hits the home run, does the bat flip. That's the craziest thing I've ever witnessed personally because the crowd was charged. Like before Batista hit that home run, like we all thought he was going to hit a home run. Like everybody was jumping, everybody is standing in the whole stadium. When he hits that home run, everybody was best friends instantly. Except if you're a Rangers fan and you, you feel like dog poop, but you know, because you suck. But. <laughs> Um, I felt real good for you this year, Aaron, when like I, I, I picked Colorado at the very beginning of the year. I was like, that's, that's the team I think is going to win it. Um, you're a better man than Eric Oriana. I, I wanted to pick it because first off, um, Nate McKinnon, I, I just wanted him to get a cup. It's just one of those times when you see players and Nazem Kadri. I, I love that Kadri got a cup and I love the fact that the end he gets interviewed and he takes it out on the Leaf fans. I love that. Yeah, man. I big fan. Yeah, he was just like, for all you people back in Toronto, like, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a great guy. I love it. But I, I thought it was a great playoff. Um, it was our first non-Asterix Stanley Cup final, I would say, in the, in the, in the last little bit. Yeah. And uh, hard fought. You know, Colorado wins it with little to no goaltending. Um, but, you know... I was very happy for you. And I, I was love the fact that I saw you get to go to a Stanley Cup final game. Cause those are just, they're special moments and there's something yeah. you'll remember forever. Yeah. And I mean, I know you saw me tweeting the entire time. I never missed a game, which is very rare for me. Watched mm-hmm. every single game. Um, when we lost, I wasn't in my chair at home. And so like even fellow as fans were like, you're going to be home tonight, right? Like you're going to be in your chair, like watching it. So getting into the superstition of it all was a ton of fun. And like, uh, I didn't wear a Jersey for a single one. Cause, uh, when we lost to Vegas in the playoffs, uh, I had been wearing a Jersey for like two or three games and we lost. And I had like just gotten my first Jersey and I was like, never again. And so I wouldn't <laughs> wear a Jersey on game day. All the superstitions were in a load. It was great. It was, it was so much fun. I mean, Colorado is such a good team. Like, I like McKinnon's attitude, but the fact that that team had so many, like, veterans on it, um, yeah. you know, the whole story about EJ, and he's like, and I was thinking about retiring. Like, they convinced me to come back, and, like, now he wins, and, like, he was just skating. Like, it's, I don't know. It's a and lot, Landy, a lot of, like, man, like, I was so pumped for Landis Cog. Like, for him to actually be able to win it after however many seasons he's put in at Colorado, and, um, you know, humble brag. I got a selfie with him at the parade. I like, saw that. that. Was yes. awesome. Super cool. Yes. He jumped off the truck and was just running around. And I was like, Landy, Landy, can we get a pic? And he ran over and we grabbed a quick selfie. And like, that was an awesome moment. And yeah, it was just, it was I such like, a fun postseason. You threw that on Twitter and like everybody in the video game world, just nothing. And like all of us were like, oh, that's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I know. Dude, it's <laughs> really funny because like my Twitter is like film and video game Twitter. Typically, yeah. like that's what people like identify with it like my lowest engagement was all around hockey and i'm fine like it was still so much fun 
Hey, I do that every now and then. I'll, I'll have fun because I've, I've, I'm new to video game film Twitter, and um, you know it's been a year. But I, and I've gotten people, but like t- today, I only talked hockey, and I lost followers, and I and I knew that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I do it, but I'm always just like I can throw it like a you know a controversial Bruins tweet, and I'll have a lot of people responding to me. So it's just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, our the Bruins will um. After today, um, because the Ottawa Senators didn't sign anybody, they they did things, and the Detroit Red Wings did things. I'm going to throw out a prediction right now for next year's hockey season. The Boston Bruins do not make this, don't even make the playoffs. They don't. The Detroit Red Wings got better, and they were a very good team, um, and they took a huge step. And I would say the Ottawa Senators took bigger steps than anybody else in the Atlantic, and they did it through phenomenal trades. They had to trade Connor Brown. It is what it is. But uh, Debrinkat, Jesus, Claude Giroux, yep. Yep. they 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 have a very good team with Kachuk. Like they're they're going to be fast. They're going to be hard to play against. The Atlantic will be the hardest division in the NHL next year. The Leafs have zero goaltending, so Boston has that in their favor. Like literally, like that that, that was the absolute worst. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I always laugh here in Toronto. They're always just like, oh, you know, uh, Kyle Dubas is this, Kyle Dubas is that. I'm like, Kyle Dubas had a Vez, potential Vezina goalie in Anderson who went to, to Carolina and was amazing. And he was like, no, nah, he wasn't good enough. We need Jack Campbell. Then they have Jack Campbell. And Jack Campbell played a phenomenal with the absolute atrocious defense that's in front of him. Yeah. And they let him, they let him go because the Toronto Maple Leafs play one way and that's selfish. They have Austin Matthews, phenomenal hockey player, but Austin Matthews cares about one person, one person, Austin Matthews the whole time he's on the ice. That's why I love the Colorado avalanche. They played as a team this year. Yes. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. And it's sort of the New York Rangers. So like there was teams that deserved to get where they were. And that's because they did what they did. There's a reason the Toronto Maple Leafs lose in the first round every year. There are a bunch of selfish people that just play for themselves it's just it is what it is it's it's obvious to see shows that more than nate mckinnon dragging landis off after he broke his skate yep like that was that they when they win the cup they brought it over to eric johnson within seconds yep they pulled he pulled a joe sackick moment yeah, when Joe when the Colorado Avalanche actually the last time the Avalanche won the cup before this time, won. Yep. they won and instead of lifting the cup over his head, Joe Sackett gave it to Ray Bork. Yeah. And Landis Cog pulled the exact same moment this year. And I was just like, all class. I love that kind of stuff. That's that's the thing I, I love. Um so I look at the teams and what what has happened, what has transpired today. We just before we got started this, Johnny Goudreau signs with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I'm just like whatever team he signed on, it was going to be an overpay. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a bad contract in three to four years. And I, uh, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand why year in and year out GMs make such bad decisions. Ottawa giving the money to Claude Giroux. That's, that's nothing. It's negligible on a, on a team that has no money spent period. And all they are is youth. And they're bringing in a guy like that. And they got a goalie this year. Like they got a lot of good pieces in Ottawa and they're yeah. going to be competitive. But when you see a team like Columbus, you're like, what do you do? Like you don't have the pieces to surround. It would actually have made more sense if Ottawa did that deal. They just had pieces. Yeah. I thought he was going to go to, what is it? The Rangers people was no, tied it was to De- devils or Philly. Devils, devils or Philly. Cause he's from Jersey, right? Philly. But why was he linked to Jersey? Oh, so well because because Jersey has money. 
Yeah. It's it's oh. a money deal, dude. And Jersey has money. They just got rid of uh Pacha for Eric Holler. Um they Who? have money. Zaka. Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka. I don't know. Sorry, I, and he came I to the Bruins and you're a Bruins okay. fan. Okay. Yeah, I don't sorry. care. I don't care about Pavel Zaka. Okay. Right. Just you, like, you think the good fan base can do any better? Just like, just like I don't care that David Krejci is potentially coming back. I don't care. Let me tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care. This is a this is going down with the Titanic. These are the deck chairs being moved on a sinking Titanic, ladies and gentlemen, because the Boston Bruins are putting all of their gifts into two 36-year-old stockings. I can't wait. I can't are, wait. That oh are falling apart at the seams. Waba. Well, don't ever say that about Bergeron. I, I will drive down there I and love I will Patrice smack the face. I love Patrice Bergeron, but let's be let's be clear here. Patrice Bergeron hey. hasn't been healthy since the Berlin Wall fell down. Oh my God. Am I am I incorrect? You are incorrect. He is. I'm not he's incorrect. A, he's the a man beautiful is, man. I, beautiful. I won't hear anything ever. He cannot stay healthy, and that's not that's not me saying I don't want him back. But the he's reason, unbelievable. The reason that they are uh, <laughs> praying that Krejci and Bergeron come back is because uh, their farm system is so barren. Right? There's there's nothing. 100%. There's there's no one to come up and play center. Jack Stanika, maybe, but other than that, you got no one. Fabian Lysel, probably two, three years away, and he's not he's not even a center, right? Centers are so important in the NHL, and the Bruins have none. So what they need to do, so what they're doing is praying on their knees, praying and wishing and hoping that Bergeron comes back and he plays at a selkie level once again, which he probably will, and that David Krejci comes back, then he plays at a level uh, that is competent enough that you can stick him between Hall and uh, Pasternak and he'll be fine. Oh, did you put him between Zacha and Pasta and you have three check players? Can we just say the name? Okay, imagine the the froggy Pasta. Yeah, Pavel Zacha. Okay, but hold on. Can we we not insult Taylor Hall, who is a former Hart Trophy winner and Pavel Zaka can't hold his jockstrap. We're the not only, doing it all. We're not doing a checkmate line. We're not doing a check checkmate. Report. Yes, N- nothing. It's not. Do you happening. know why Don Sweeney went out and got Zaka? <laughs> because because he looked at the 2015 draft and he said, <laughs> "I failed three times in a row. I want to fail again." And he took the number six pick that has been uh, pure pure butt. Here's what's going to happen. I mean, if we're sounding old vets, these are foolproof predictions, right? So Bergeron's going to come back. Krejci's going to come back. I swear to God, if you say Milan Lucic, I'm ending this podcast. No, this is totally serious. The Bruins are going to trade for Lucic. They're going to trade for Char. We're going to get Recky back. And we're going to activate McQuaid and Kelly from the coaching staff onto the roster. Pick it and stick it. You know what? It Bring back matter. the boys. Like I said, I'm gonna I make my picks predictions. Un- unfortunately, I don't think the Colorado Avalanche will repeat Stanley Cup champions. Um, I don't have a team that I think is going to win the cup just yet. I think the Rangers might take a step forward just because they got a great goaltender and they're a very good hockey club. And if they do get Nazem Kadri, that is a huge plus for them to have a guy like that all year and so on and so forth. All that shenanigans. I think Colorado. Um, put a lot out there and I think a guy like Landis Cog and Nathan it's, it's going to be tough for them to climb that mountain twice if they do I it so? but I, I do their goaltending got better 
Yes. Right. So that, that is one thing right there. I And I think they can add pieces. So they will be a contender at a very... But I think the um, the parity that we'll see in the NHL this year is something that we'll, we've never seen before. I, I truly think that we're going to see... Like, I just look at what the Atlantic just happened there. I think we're going to see a very balanced nhl for the first time in a long time but you're going to see like four or five extremely terrible teams that are going to try and purposely finish last to get that first overall pick oh chicago's gonna what do you think holds the ass back though like really the only loss they've had is we got rid of darcy to free up some space um which was a move up for us i think georgie's is honestly inexperienced inexperienced inexperience on possibly going like the one thing you can give to Tampa is they were a veteran riddled hockey club. So when they, they, when they went for their back to back, it was like, they knew what to do. I think with Colorado, it's going to do your first three months are going to be that big test. Are they going to have that hangover? Like look at the Washington capitals when they finally won it and they were just dog poop the next season. I don't want that from Colorado because I look at that hockey club and I look at Kyle McCarr as top five player in the league. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy is unbelievable. He breaks ankles. I love watching him play hockey. Like the guy is just unreal. I think he'll, he's, uh, you know, potential Norris trophy every every year for the rest of his career. I just, you, Gabriel Langlescog, the way he plays hockey reminds me a lot of Peter Forsberg and guys like that, their body does, breaks does, down. It, does, it breaks down quick and, and, yeah. and it, and it's going to be a Dustin Brown drop off. Not a and, a, and a Forsberg drop off. When Forsberg dropped off, it was a drop. When Dustin Brown dropped off, it was a, it was a drop. So my hope is a guy like Landis Gog and, and Nate and McCarr can do one more year because I, I don't know if Landis Cog's body's got that much more mileage left on it. It'll, it'll he's, he's key. He is so key. It'll, oh, yeah, depend, totally. it'll depend on, and this is God's honest truth, it'll depend on how much they party this offseason. Because when the how Bruins won... They party. Oh, yeah. Because totally. when the Bruins won in 2011, um, they had a, they did not have a good 2012 season. And there were very substantiated rumors that Sean Thornton literally had to kick Tyler Sagan and Brad Marchand out of Boston. Um, and then they got they lost in the first round to Washington. So, you know, that hangover, what Tampa did was uh, something that will probably never happen again, right? Three straight finals is really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, I could see. I mean, Colorado is going to be in the mix, but I think Edmonton will be in the mix again, right? Dry side. They got a goalie and they got Campbell. Yep. Yep. So, getting I a think, goalie for Edmonton is going to be huge. I think, I yeah, think I mean, be, Colorado has a better team than Edmonton. If I look yeah. at the Pacific, Colorado's a better team. Um, so, you know, I just, I. I can't look so, uh, until all the uh, pieces are put together, right? Sure. I'm not going to say like they can't make it, no, blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you right now, Bruins fans, it's not going to be pretty. This year no. might be fine. This year no. might be fine. Dude, you're not going to have Marshan till December, McAvoy till December. You, you could sit down and wobble, but just picture this. You right now are going to have. If he comes back and I think it all, I truly believe, and this is what I'm putting out and I'm putting out into the ether. Bergeron and Krejci are waiting for Pasternak to have his contract re-upped. Hmm. It makes too much sense. Mind you, Sweeney doesn't make the movie makes today unless he knows that Krejci and Bergeron are coming back. You don't trade uh, Hala unless you know those two are coming back. Right. I mean, he pretty you much came out and said, yeah, that's going to be one year. Well, no, deals. 
Yes, but he also said the Krejci one is not a guarantee. Like, I, I, I can say this. You know what? I don't even care. It doesn't matter anymore. I can say this for 100% to be a fact that I know that David Krejci had his reason for re- leaving was straight for he wanted to go back to his family. And there was a deal in place for him to come back, but they couldn't make it work through waivers. He was 100% coming back last year to the Boston Bruins halfway through the season. It was 100% part of his plan. It was all along. That was the thing. They couldn't make a deal through waivers to make it work because too many teams got involved to block it. Otherwise, David Krejci was coming back. Had nothing to do with the coach. I hate the narrative. I think it's stupid and it's not real. Also, Patrice Bergeron. He is seriously... It has nothing to do with anything. He was coming back, coming back. It is what it is. I don't know if he's 100% coming back. It sounds like he is. And then with regards to Jake DeBrusque, was he, did he have issues with his coach? 100%. Were those issues squashed? 100%. Would he have came back even if Bruce was still the coach? 100%. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with him being a whiny little baby. And a bunch of these kids on these teams just can't take someone telling them no. Because they grew up the whole time with their parents of going, you can have anything you want. You you're the best in the world. Well, every now and then these kids need to be told no. The fact that like, yeah, you had a guy down in the minors to ask for a trade and they're all like, oh, it's the coach. Like, the coach is not even, Bruce has nothing to do with the minors. Like stop being whiny little babies. Yeah. Like you, your whole you generation, this year. a whole generation of whiny, whiny, whiny babies. Or did you watch Top Gun this year? Oh, I loved it. He lived that, Top Gun That speech year. reminded me of that when he's just like, uh, these are the best pilots in the world, and they've been told that their whole life. It's, well, it's just I don't I don't understand <laughs> I it. it when it was like the like the, the narrative that went around Boston. It was like oh they're all coming back because the coach, even though Bergeron's come out and said that's not true, and like it's just it's knowing the things I know sometimes. I'm just like man, people are stupid. Like just that's- so. St- Stupid. Like the things I see on Twitter right now. I I I'm not rooting for Vegas this year. I'm sorry. I am rooting for Vegas this yeah. year, but I'm also rooting for Boston. But Vegas is the most mismanaged franchise I've ever seen. Um, their owner needs to just stay out of it. The fact that mm-hmm. they traded Nick Suzuki to get Max Pacioretty and then ended up trading Max Pacioretty a couple seasons later for nothing, and Nick Suzuki is a perennial, soon to be All Star in this NHL league. That's sad. And they and also missed out on drafting talk. Kale McCarr. They passed on Kale. Dude, they did so many dumb things. But you know what? I'll, when it comes to drafts, I, I don't get on teams anymore besides Don Sweeney and his very first draft because that's embarrassing. But um, it's it's a crapshoot, man. It's like this year's draft. Like, look at it. Shane Wright. That was the most beautiful thing when he stares down the Montreal. Oh, I my God. loved it. I loved it. I loved him more. Storylines. So what, I guess, I don't know. What are their hockey thoughts from the two, from the group? This is just for you guys. Uh, I know you were big card collectors, but the thing I got into this year, and I only have three so far, uh, when we went down to the playoff game, I spent way too much money. Um, we got the pennant for the conference championships. We, yeah, we went all out. And I started collecting some pucks. Ooh. So I have my Kale McCarr puck. He's so good, Ben. He's so good. I think that's, I might that's just the semi- Stanley Cup match semi- jersey is a Kale McCarr jersey. I, this year was the first year I actually cheered for the, another team to win a cup. Uh, Nate McKinnon's 200th goal puck. And then, of course, I had to get myself the Stanley Cup final uh, uh, as Tampa puck. Ooh, so this I became got, a I random new obsession of mine that I didn't know would be a thing, but I was really excited, and I plan on probably picking up more of these. Uh, as the seasons roll hey, 
Just a little fact here for you. That was made in Canada there, buddy. Oh, I'm sure it was. Just no, like the, hockey, the, 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 the Well, um, <laughs> the pucks are made in uh, Quebec. That's awesome. Uh, good pick with Macar. What I also like about Macar, and you can kind of see this when they right start doing the... Uh, made in Quebec. It says it right on the bottom. Quebec. When they all started doing the cup, he waited things. his turn. <laughs> you too. The, like, Macar is one of the reasons why they won. Man wasn't even in no, the top not one. 10. He is literally literally one of the best players in the world. Wasn't he between like 15 and 20 for people to lift the cup on his team? He's took a step back for the vets. Oh, he's I, I, I so humble. That. And when you're talking about like partying in the off season, at least I don't have to worry about kale. Like he was so tame during the parade. He would be like super humble. Like when he got to where we were in the parade, um, we had all hail kale chance, uh, MVP chance. And he was just so like, no, 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 no. It's okay. And he was like showing off Taves and like, he was really trying to lift up his whole team. He's absolutely one of my favorite players. Um, I think it was after they won the conference championships that they pulled him off to the side and they said, do you have any reason to celebrate yet? And he said, nope, work's not done. And just got out of the interview. He's not also not old enough to drink. He's, he's a youngin. Oh, please stop. Yeah. Oh, I was like, hold on. No, no, I know no, he's kidding. a baby, but isn't he at no, least no, no, no. Uh, I know we talked about Pacioretty uh, breaking five minutes ago. Uh, Pacioretty did the Hurricanes. That wasn't five minutes ago. I already told you that. I said before we even started, he got traded for nothing. 8 p.m. Why are they just tweeting out about it now? Oh, dude. Never mind. <laughs> I forget it. Why do I ask? It's um, not breaking news. I literally just said that the that Vegas like, traded Nick Suzuki for this guy, and then they ended up trading him for nothing. No. Nothing. Any other uh, final hockey thoughts before we move on to some dad thoughts? Yeah, I have a question, uh, Aaron. Tell me yeah. about. Uh, tell me how amazing the parade was because I oh, was unable to go to the Bruins Stanley Cup parade. So it I was amazing. We were going to go to the park where is where the parade ends and they have the stage in front of the Capitol and they like all the players get to give their speech and all of that. Um, a lot of my friends were like, we're going to go straight to the park and skip the parade. And I was like, nah, no. uh, forget that. We're going to go and find a good spot of the parade. So we were right up against the gate. Uh, my kid got to literally stand on the gate. Um, and so players were jumping down and running around and high fiving. Like I said at the beginning, I got a selfie with Landeskog. Um, the energy was absolutely incredible. And then seeing the cup was unbelievable. It was so much fun. Um, I got to see Miko do a shoey. That was awesome. That was, he stopped right in front of us and did it. And that was Disgusting. hilarious. Was it your shoe? No, it wasn't my shoe. It was his shoe. Um, that was awesome. And then like another guy just a couple feet away from me, like this is how like Colorado kind of treated everything that I really respected. A dude tried to throw his Macar jersey up and completely missed the truck and they stopped and the passenger of the truck jumped out, grabbed the jersey, tossed it up to Macar, Macar signed it. Uh, they got the jersey back down and they walked it over and made sure it went back to the original owner. And then the parade light kept moving. Like they just treated the fans with such Dude, respect. Except the cops didn't because the I cops did, tried, Bo. They tried to Bo. arrest the player. Who was the player? Bo. Bo Byron. Oh. Uh, yeah, poor guy. He, he got was all these concussions. Over there, like, he almost gets with Some of the fans, and when he went to try to get back to the parade, a bicycle cop pulled up. This was on our block, and he was like, "Hey, you need to get back over the fence. Like, you really need to get back with the fans." And he's like, "What? No, like, I'm, I'm with the parade." And the entire like section started screaming, "That's Bo! That's Bo!" And the cop was finally like, 
Oh, my bad. And he oh like totally facepalmed and felt so embarrassed and he got to go back to the parade. But that was yeah. awesome. That's an awesome moment, though. That's really funny. Yeah, it was great. And then after the parade, we did go to the park um, and no shame at all. My kid was like, this is overwhelming. There were so many people. They were predicting 200,000 fans in downtown Denver um, for the parade and the celebration. And they ended up with 500,000 people in Oof. downtown Denver. So he was like, I don't want to lose you. I'm over it. We saw the parade. Can we go? And I was like, yep. And they just opened an In-N-Out in Colorado uh, within the last six months. So jumped in the car, went to In-N-Out, grabbed a burger, and then came home. And it was awesome. Couldn't have asked for anything better. So Incredible. is your son a huge hockey fan now? Yeah. Yep. He, although it was hilarious, but we talked about um, superstitions. Wrestling. He he leaves during the second period. He won't watch any further because the two times he did, they lost. Oh. Huh. And he's like, I'm out. And I was like, okay. Wow. And he'd go upstairs and then we'd win. <laughs> and he'd be like, I, nope, no more. <laughs> so. Hockey, okay. Sports superstitions are very foreign to me because I don't have them. No? Um, no. Well, because I have a couple. Think of it. Okay. So one person doing an independent action, it's, it's like, that's not the cause. Because if that's true, then sure. every single fan has to do the specific thing. Because I know that's my belief. You know, people have to sit in certain seats. Someone has to be standing. Someone has to be facing, you know, the North Pole when someone kicks a field goal or something. I don't, it's very, I don't know. What do you do? Do you guys have any other like superstitions? Yeah. So, like, like I don't, I, mine are gross because I'm a hockey player and ours, ours are weird. Um, yeah. so during the season, the socks that I wear, which are very thin inside my skates, I don't yeah. wash them at all. <laughs> regardless of what happens i don't wash them throughout the year um uh same with my undershirt i wear the same undershirt and same socks throughout the whole season i do not wash them once because i don't ever want to put them on and then they're that hard and the dry thing i like them to damp stinky the whole time um (laughs) see you you asked Uh, also the way i always tape my stick uh heel to toe uh every single time and i tape it before every game that one's not that, that that seems a little more practical though actually the other one does too even though it's a little stinky it's it's about the feel under the 100 percent. i don't it, it, when you wash your your gear underneath your equipment you can feel it so like for the players they get their stuff washed every game so it's not that big of a deal um but some of the guys don't i know this for a fact some of the guys don't wash their stuff it's like if you look at the, the boston bruins patrice bergeron wears the same uh shirt from the 2011 playoffs that's the shirt he wears underneath this equipment Every game. He's amazing. Never mind. That's not gross anymore. It's perfect. And I I am a big fly fisherman too. And they have these things called buffs. They go around your neck to help keep the sun off. And then you can pull them up over your head. So if you don't want to get sunburned or bugs or whatever, they're very lightweight. So they're breathable. Um, I have one that's a, the pattern of a brown trout. And I've been fishing with that buff for four years and I've never washed it. And it's because it makes it's sense. It's my lucky buff. Guys, what's your weird superstition? Um... I don't have any, I don't have any now when I played, when I played like football in high school and college, I just, I never washed any of my stuff. What is it? Dude. I. It's a dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's it was, the feel under your equipment. It is. Uh-huh. So what, it was, we're under armor. It wasn't. A, and armor wasn't a thing in 2001 when I played, okay, uh, fine, when I played football. So it was like, yeah. this is going to be my, this is my shirt. This is now my shirt, and I'm gonna wear mm-hmm. it for the whole year, and it's and I'm not gonna wash it, and it was mm-hmm. disgusting. And, and I didn't join my high school football disgusting. team. We went back to back state champs, and almost none of us wore uh, washed our jerseys the entire See? season. See? Going Bubba? into next year, 
I've watched be, every single time I went. <laughs> like, okay, maybe that's just because I'm like, you know, paranoid. You're, but because you're Wabba? I watched everything. I, wa- mm-hmm. I what did I How'd that, did I how'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for you? I was a strong I was five eight. At the time I was 170. I was the strongest lineman on our team. I can't see okay. Wabba as an athlete in any way, shape, or form. I need to see actual like mm. I am blown away by by what you just told me. I was incre- I used to be incredibly strong. I mean, I still am. I just don't uh, show off like that because I don't want to, you know, make you guys feel, uh, you know, that's fair, bad. But I, at my age, I was doing like benching over two hundred, which I think for my size was a lot. So, I know so, so, taller, stronger people can do so, more. So, is Queen of the North like you know like ask what happened? Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was a uh, <laughs> wow. What, so I, I used to I used to be in my hey, prime. I gotta motivate him somehow because like he said he was gonna do all this workout stuff and then he just didn't. So I've got to start giving him some straight truth. Well, I used to be I used to be uh, in my prime and then I took an arrow to the knee. It's very an arrow. Don't be an adventurer, my guy. Like an actual arrow? No. But, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> Courts never played Skyrim. Skyrim. Um, I did. Oh. I can tell you during the 2011 playoffs. Um, when they won uh, game seven against Montreal, I was wearing a Chara jersey, so I had to wear it every game. Uh, yep. And then the 2013 uh, Stanley Cup finals, game one, when they went to like three or four overtimes, it was like, I think it was three overtimes. Um, I just put up a new Bruins flag that day, so I had to take it down. I took it yeah. down literally 2 a.m. Like, I think the game ended at like 1, 1 in the morning. 2 a.m. I was outside taking my Bruins flag down. Do you know how bad I wanted to wear a jersey during the Stanley Cup finals this year? And I was like, absolutely not. Just there's no way. In fact, the pictures of me and my partner, Riss, uh, that we posted when we won the Stanley Cup, we made sure we won. And then we went and put on jerseys and took the selfie to celebrate. Nice. But like, if it's as soon as you put it on, they actually say, "Oh, actually, uh, over the line." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> gold doesn't count. Red hole scale doesn't like, increase. <laughs> things that like that. Uh, I think the most savage thing the Avs did was whoever their social media manager is. Uh, the first photo they posted of all the players on the ice with the cup said, "Too many men on the ice," and I thought oh, that dude. was hysterical. That was I was saying I t-shirts it. need to be made when Kat, Kat, uh, when Nazem Kadri had the t-shirt. I was like, "That's the greatest thing ever." So good. Yeah, yeah, screw them. You know what? Screw them. Tampa whining like little babies about two. You can call too many men on the ice like 15 times a game. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come Plus back. abusing LTIR. It's a, that's a different. And it had no effect right. on the play. That's my end of my rant. Mm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's. Um, Don't you start court. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch from hockey court. I'm going to pass it to you. Um, but let's talk about our, our dad related topic of the day. So court, I know you had a. Some questions about. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, I I do apologize. I'm playing <laughs> an embargo game right now. <laughs> I have no choice. I have to I have to keep playing, and it's driving me nuts. I don't have to. You can as a stop parent, for twenty minutes, Corey. As a parent, you know what? No, I don't have time to do anything. I've got to do my day <laughs> job, and I've got to get this done. But my question to you is, Aaron. Like, we always give our opinions about being parents that have a lot more help let's be straight up and just go straight at it yeah. you as a parent um in the actually since the last time we spoke to you 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 have gone through a, a divorce um mm-hmm. and you are now a, a single dad and yeah. before the show you were telling us even how rewarding it's 
it, it felt for you. And, and I would love you to share that with, because I'm sure there are listeners to this show that, you know, they're single parents too. And every now and then a single parent needs to be told how awesome they are. Mm. Yeah. And like, I know I've told you through DMS. I'm just like, dude, you're killing it. Like, this is awesome. Like I just, parents don't get enough recognition sometimes. And I think we do a ton out there and you know, you have to do it by yourself. And I feel lucky to have a partner to do it with. Totally. Uh, it was quite the change. Um, I will say my transition was probably easier than most. Um, my ex-wife w- uh, was, she's not anymore, but she was a night nurse. Um, and so four nights a week, she was working 12 hour shifts and then coming home to sleep. So like I kind of had to pick up a lot of that responsibility anyways. Um, and I've just always been very, very, very close with my son because of that. Like, you know, before he was in school, uh, when she'd have to come home and sleep, it was always like, okay, let's go do this. Let's get out of the house. Let's let her sleep. Let's do whatever we need to do. Um, and so we were just kind of always on the go together. We did a lot of camping trips and things like that. We did a lot of stuff solo, just the two of us. And that kind of um made this this transition into this new season a lot easier um he's with me every night of the week um weeknights and then one weekend a month and then three weekends with his mom so i have him about 80 percent of the time and um i love it we've had he's 10 he'll be 11 in august so like there's a developmental uh difference there if you guys have like a lot younger kids you know there's a lot more reasoning and talking and um we've had to set up some boundaries just to make sure like we also know that we need a little bit of space which is mm-hmm. fine and so we've set up nights like monday i think scheduling has been huge for us so monday night it's always like game night or whatever like we're going to either play video games or a board game or whatever but it's like no phones, no screens unless we're playing like Fortnite or something. But it's going to be together if that's the case. Um, but it's us to just kind of connect. And then Tuesday night is um, alone night. So we hang out when I get off work for a couple hours and then he gets to go upstairs and do whatever he wants. He has a loft with a, a TV and a, a PlayStation 4. And so if he wants to play video games or he wants to watch cartoons or whatever, that's fine. And then I come down and I get to decompress. I get to have my time of doing whatever I need to do, like catching up on projects or whatever. Um, and then Wednesday night is just kind of what we call whatever night. Like he has to help cook dinner that night. Um, as part of his chores and we make sure we cook dinner together and we eat and then we just kind of decide what we want to do. Um, lately it's been our star Wars night or our Marvel night. Cause that's when Disney plus always drops their shows on Wednesday. So we're catching up on that type of stuff and then we're hanging out until bed. Um, and then Thursday nights, because I do have a partner now, um, it's guys night. Like she's not allowed and we make yeah. a big deal about that. And so it's just me and him every Thursday night. We get to do whatever we want. Um, whether that again, that's video games or lately girls have cootie signs. Movie. You What's just have to sign up, sign up on the door. Says girls have cooties. Yeah, and basically. No yeah. We turn on the man cave light. You know what I mean? And like, uh, yeah. And so Thursday night is dudes night. It's just whatever me and him want to do. We make sure that we connect just the two of us. Um, and then Friday afternoon, we just kind of do whatever until he goes to his mom's and then he comes back Sunday at three. And that is also, it's kind of like Wednesday. Like we're going to for sure connect and do something, but we don't really know. That's kind of our whatever. Maybe we'll go out to dinner. Maybe we'll hang out at the house. Maybe we'll go play yard games. Um, yeah. So I think that was probably the biggest thing for us was like our, our life got flipped 
turned upside down, not to quote the Fresh Prince. Honestly, on like as soon as you did it, I was just like, wow, you like straight up. Uh, I did not mean to, as the words are coming out, I was like, that's where oh, that job, flip turned up, you upside down. down and I like to take a minute. Yeah. to sit right there. <laughs> so uh, he loves 90s sitcoms. Hilariously enough, we watched all of Fresh Prince together. Uh, and now that it's summer, he watched The Nanny because. Oof. Yeah, HBO suggested it. They're like, oh, you like Fresh Prince? Check out The Nanny. No. And so I'd come out like during my lunch breaks and stuff because I'm lucky enough to work from home. And, you know, so I make him lunch and come check on him throughout the day uh, when he's here with me. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm watching the 90s hit The Nanny. <laughs> and he watched all of it. And now we're watching Boy Meets World together, which is. Oh, okay. there we go. Boy Meets. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I never watched The Nanny. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. They suggested it and it's hilarious. So. Yeah. So with life changing, like we knew we needed kind of a plan. And my first plan was a schedule. And that's been awesome. Like it's been super helpful. And he looks forward to certain. Well, every night, like he knows we have something planned and he gets really excited about it, um, including his alone time. He my kid is incredibly extroverted, much like his father. So knowing to like learn to be okay being by yourself and not needing people there all the time is like mm-hmm. kind of a crucial skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been really, really fun. So, and how has it been? F- you, you're lucky enough. I saw your, your partner who gave you that most amazing gift on your first date. It just well, yeah. well done. Well done. That, that yeah. was impressive. Um, how has it been for you? Like, how is your, have you struggled? Have you, Hey, you had times where you're just like, man, this it's tough by, by myself. I, nope. I know you have a partner now. No, okay. That dude, that's awesome. Um, I know that we tend to put like our highlight reels out on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a dad is not one of those things. Like when I talk about being a dad on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, like it is the most genuine true me that there is. Um so no, no, it hasn't been hard at all. I've never had one of those moments, which I think uh, having the foresight of being like Tuesday nights, we separate like mm-hmm. it's just one night mm-hmm. a week. We just need to have that kind of like chill time for everybody. So we're not over each other. It's always the perfect recharge for the rest of the week because we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday's kind of that recharge Wednesday, Thursday, and then he's only gone two nights out of the week. So it's. I don't know. It's been really, really good. And I've never had one of those moments where I'm like, God, I, I can't do this. That's a, dude. That is awesome. Cause like, even I, I wouldn't say I've had the moment where I can't, but even as someone that has um, a partner here, you have those moments where I almost need, like, I need to be by myself. Just give me five minutes and yeah, you, you totally. don't, you don't get that. So it's just, it's uh, you, you can technically never have that moment when you're, even though you do have your nights, but you're still, you're always on call. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But that's know, like, I would say the worst it's gotten is, you know, you run to the restroom and maybe you just scroll TikTok for a few more minutes than you normally would. Mm. Yeah. yeah I do you get that, that little breathing. breather and then you go back out there. <laughs> and Put me in coach. Yeah, you exactly. Know, major uh, respect because it is as someone who also has a child that will be 11 and like, a week or so man the, they're getting into that age man where it is it's going to be rough right it's going to be tough and you're managing it and you're doing a great job and um as a, a child of a single parent um i just want to commend you because it's hard work i know you said like there's yeah. never a time where you're like oh man like i need like a break but like it's hard work man and so to be able to do that just 
major respect, major respect, because as a product of a single parent who later got married and they had a great marriage and I love my stepdad. Right. So, uh, just big, big ups to you because that's a, it's, it's a hard thing to do, right? You go from, you go from a, a union where it's like, this is a, what a kind of our goal is going to be. And then the, that doesn't work out. And then it's okay. I need to focus on making this, my child, this person, a functioning adult. Like that's all, that's the goal for us as parents, right? Right. We're going to make this person a functioning adult. And there's a lot, um, you know, my, my wife is I am my wife's second husband. Like she went through the divorce thing and my daughter, my oldest daughter went through it. So like major, major respect and major empathy on what you have to do because it is not easy. And um, you seem to be, you know, you have a very good structure in place and seem to be handling it incredibly well. Well, yeah, kudos on taking on the role of stepdad, like watching oh, my partner come mm-hmm. in and like, they're just kind of in the friend phase and all of that kind of stuff. Like, that is a whole new territory. Like she's known my kid since he was three. So like they've, she's been around forever, but like that is a new intense realm that I'm having to watch them go through. And like, they haven't had any fights or anything, but it's just, I can see that dynamic shift and both of them don't really know how to handle the situation anymore. And like, what does this really look like? And so dude, kudos to you. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I could talk. We could talk step parenting on a whole another another show because it is, whew, it is different. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, but as far as the single parent thing, like I was also raised by a single parent, and he was the worst. So, like, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. I haven't talked to my dad in two years, um, but like, he was an abusive drunk, and like, that's the reality of it. And so. To be able to have my what not to do list um, was also super helpful. Like anytime he's gotten in trouble, which is very rare, he's a really good kid. um, My patience is on a completely different level because of how little patience I was received. Like I never got it. And so it's a lot easier. Like the worst thing my kid's ever done was this year. He called the school bully a dick and got in trouble for it and got slapped in the face for it too. by said bully. But let's let's be honest here. Oh, the sorry, is, PG. The, the bully is a dick. So right, <laughs> I was gonna say like you're bully being that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, this hit, kid was crazy you know, and, and like proves it. So the yeah. your, your your kid called the spade a spade and mm-hmm. he got punished for it. And it's just yeah. it's what it is. Although really, like the teachers just called me to let me know what happened. He didn't actually really get in trouble. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did at home. He got grounded for, I oh. think, only two nights. He punished himself way more than I ever could. Um, but the other kid got suspended because he took the swing, right? My kid just threw out some words. Um, and probably in one of my weaker parenting moments, I was like, so when he hit you, did it hurt? And he was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I was like, cool. Then, you know, you can take him if he swings again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, no, you know what? It's it's like my daughter's only she's only five. And she told someone that they were being rude. And that person, another little girl hit her. And my first thought in my head was like, I, I'm going through and I'm like hitting is bad. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, if, if my daughter was a boy, I'd be like, 
better swing so, back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, and, and, and you know what? We shouldn't think that way, but no, it I know, but it's very, such an but it was, it was my very first thought. Cause I know yeah. as a kid, like growing up on the schoolyard, like in the eighties, totally. like if someone takes a swing at you, you better swing you back. Cause, back. cause yeah. the teacher is not going to back you up. And I still found it funny that the teacher like messaged us and was like, okay, so there was an incident and your daughter used words and it, cause the same sort of thing. And I was just like, you're talking to me and my daughter got hit. And I'm like, right. in my head, I'm like, nope. No. So no, I told my daughter what she did was wrong. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, it wasn't. Why am I doing this? Like, I felt weird to have to have this conversation. I'm like, well, especially because you just said rude. Like, calling exactly. the kid is like a little bit more intense. It was him and two is other buddies, and they decided that they should go do this. And I was like, oh, why were okay. you the one? I was like, you were the nice kid. Like, why were you the one? And oh, he was so like, they provoked it. Mm-hmm. And he uh-uh. was like, "I lost nose goes," and I was like, "Dude, that's not legally binding. Like, what do you mean you lost nose goes?" I was like, "The most the thought process, but Oh yeah, you got it. You gotta. But you so. you now know that your son is going to be extremely loyal to his friends because yeah, he just he's lost a ride or die. Yeah, he's sure. ride or die for sure. So that's you know that's decent. And you know yeah. how to get him to do whatever you want. Just be like, "Oh, nose goes." And yeah, exactly. Go. I tried that. And he goes, "It's not legally binding, Dad." <laughs> Sorry, now it's not. <laughs> Dude, moving the goalpost. Oh wow. man. No, it's a great. I, it's funny, like because he is such a good kid. Like if he was having huge problems, I'd be a lot more worried about it. But yeah. like that is the funniest story to me because if you've ever had like a 10 second conversation with him, you know, he's just like the sweetest little dude. And so when the principal called me and she's like, well, well, he called the kid a dick. Like I I had to choke down laughter. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He just told me about this kid. And like, he is rough. So honestly, my first, first response to the the principal would have been like, is he, is he a dick? Is he? Because from what (laughs) I hear, he is. (laughs) Yeah. From what I understand, Kid's a bit of a dick. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's the way I would be. I would be I don't know. I, I always have fun like with, with my daughter's daycare or whatever. They'll say something. I'm like, yeah, but you know. Like, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And the only reason the kid got grounded is because our number one rule in this house is actions have consequences. Fair enough. Like, you know? You gotta learn. Like look at you as a good dad. Right? That's right. <laughs> But it's hard in the kids. You're, like, you're like, I'm kind of on your side, though. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I just need to pass on the lesson. <laughs> that's the toughest one. It's like we don't hit, but if someone is gonna, if someone puts their hands on you, you can hit them, and then they're like, right. but you just told me, don't you hit, can't hit someone. It's like, like self defense. Yeah, like, but there's a gray area, and like you know, <laughs> if Waba touches you, punch him in the face. Right, <laughs> make it hurt. No. Break <laughs> his uh, Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll go into financial ruin um aaron do you have any advice for maybe people going through the same thing like i'm sure you know you face some challenge it sounds like you've really handled the situation like probably as best case scenario but like you know for people maybe who are having a tough time or you know maybe challenges but you know like drop off and like that you know what comes after like you know those types of feelings do you have any i don't know advice for maybe someone who's who's experienced the same thing yeah uh check in um just communicate i think parents are afraid that their kids can't handle it they're they're too young i think they get way too into their head um that they can't have those conversations um we're coming up on a year and at least once a month how you doing how you feeling like have any questions or emotions come up like let's just talk about it um and the first couple he kind of buried it a little bit and i think that's just kind of natural we don't like those uncomfortable conversations Mm. um and 
you know, just staying persistent. He's always willing to be open now and like talk things out and see what's going on. And, um, you know, we had to talk about like death yesterday, which was really intense. Um, and he broke down crying because he lost a teacher to a tragic car accident. Like it was just one of those things. And this is his advanced teacher. He's an advanced reading and writing. And so this is somebody he would have had next year as well. And like now that teacher won't be there. And like that was really hard for him. It was the first time he had like lost somebody. But because of all the conversations over the last year, he was willing to have that breakdown. He was willing to talk about like what he was feeling and how he was processing that. Um, so just give your kids more credit. Like, mm. I think we're so afraid of what they'll think or if we're putting too much on them and really they're, you're not, you, they want to talk. They want to be able to explore those feelings and it's, it's okay to check in for you and for them. And they want to know that you care about what they're thinking and feeling. So they are going to be more open to it. So I think that's good advice. I think that's uh, understand that our kids are yeah. smarter than us. Totally. 100%. 100%. I feel like communication um, can solve a lot of challenges, I feel, but, you know, both parties might be a little hesitant. My daughter's already learned how to manipulate me so well. Like, it was Amazon Prime Day, and I'm looking at things. She's like, Daddy, that Lego would look very good in your office. I was like, it would. She's like, you should buy it, Daddy. You should let let me put We'll put it together together, and you let me do it. Let's do it together. That's a killer. Mm -hmm. She gets me every time. I would say uh, I would agree with Aaron. Communication is the most important thing. Check even check in. Like I again, I have a I have a a ten year old. She's going to be eleven. Uh, turning into we, she's going to a new school next year. We moved to a new city, so it's once a month. How's it going? How you feeling? Do you still hate living here? Sometimes right. it's yes. Yeah, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're having you're you have different things to go through. No, we only, I only have one kid living here now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the adult has moved out. My 18-year-old has moved out to go be an adult. And I said, look, and, this, and that's a whole different thing because she was like, I'm ready to move out. I'm ready to be on my own. And I said, you are 18 years old. If that is what you want to do, Godspeed. Yeah. And so far, less so stress. good. Oh, yeah. 100% less stress. Um, but yeah, so definitely check in with your children. Hey, how's it going? And like my daughter is very introverted, which is shocking because of who her parents are. Because if you met my wife and I, we are extremely extroverted. Um, she's very introverted. So it's it's like, oh, man, it's like pulling taffy, right, to get stuff out of her. Because you just like, are you sure you're okay? Yes, dad, I'm okay. Are you 100% sure you're okay? I know sometimes you might not be okay. You can tell me it's okay to not be okay. Oh, well, I'm a little upset about this. I'm like, dude, say it the first time. It's fine. You'll be fine. It's like it's like dealing with Waba. <laughs> Honestly. Um, like we actually have teeth. a we have a uh, we have a parent question in chat. So Aaron, a.k.a. Ace, who is uh, an awesome Bruins fan, by the way, uh, how can I discipline my child if I don't have all the details of what happened? Dads, I'm going to throw it out to you. How do we answer? How do you how do you discipline your child if you don't have all the details of what happened? I'll I'll go uh, for me. It's just I have to take my daughter's words 
and, and, and build that trust because if we don't have trust, then what do we have? So I'm going to ask her what happened uh, nine times out of 10. She's going to say she forgets, but when she forgets, then I know that she was in the wrong just to, right off the bat. So then we have that conversation and we go down the road of this is what you should have done. Um, and I'm not saying you did, you get to do that thing where you're like, say to your kid, I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but, but you, um, try and do positive reinforcement because I grew up in a, in a house that was a lot of negative reinforcement. Uh, I know a lot of people think that like I grew up in like this, this great thing and like the NHL and all that, all that great stuff. Well, guess what? It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. So, um, I try and do exactly as Aaron said, I try and do the opposite and I try and, um, I try and give my kid as much love as possible, but at the same time, still keep those boundaries of that. Like, let her know that when she does something wrong, I'm, I'm not going to be impressed. And, and I, I do find that like, because I give her so much attention and give her so much love that when I am disappointed in her, it, it hits her hard. Yep. Like she straight up yep. like goes in a corner and she feels absolutely terrible about it. So I, you know what, then I know I'm doing a great job, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, if I don't know everything that happened through it, I just have to ask her and I have to trust everything she's telling me is the truth. And there's not much more I can do. Kids are so good at punishing themselves. I wish like our parents would have realized that like we will beat ourselves up really, really well if you let it. And so for me, like the two things I, I would say is I'm always curious. I would say, oh, I'm, I'm curious if you feel this way or I'm curious if this happened. Um, what do you think? And like then there's no accusatory behind it. Um, curious has helped a lot with feelings. Maybe not at quite as much if I don't have all the facts, but it's always been very just like kind of an open thing when I start with that. Uh, and then he did go through, this is years and years ago. He's going to go into fifth grade. This was in first grade. He had a pretty rough lying phase where if he got in trouble, his nervous reaction was to kick in. And like court said, like, I forget, I forget. Or, you know, he just kind of wanted to avoid details. And so it was just the gentle reminder at the very beginning of the conversation. Hey, our consequences better or worse when we're honest. And he was always like better. Cool. Now let's talk about the thing. And that reminder of you've lied to me in the past and your punishment, like being grounded or whatever, no screen time or whatever it was, it was exacerbated because I got more facts later. Right. So like, isn't it so much better if you just give me all the facts and when that would happen and I would get the rest of the facts later and they were all like lined up with his story, then it was that positive reinforcement that court, like I might shave time off his sentence. If it was just like he was one night, no screen time or two nights, no screen time. I might take a night off and just be like, dude, I'm really proud of you for being honest. Um, and so rewarding honesty. And it's just a gentle reminder at the beginning of the conversation. This can go one of two ways. You can be super honest with me and you know it's not going to be as bad or you can just tell me what you want to tell me. And if I find out you're lying, I'm sorry, that action now has a consequence. I have to tag on this many more nights of no screen time or whatever it is. So where do you want to go and give him that decision? And that since first grade has worked great. Anytime a situation has come up, when he called the kid a dick, it was like I picked him up from school. I had all the facts and it was like I all I said was. I know something happened at school today. Here are your two options. What would you like to do? And he walked me through exactly what happened. So I think that trust piece is huge. And I think that trust piece is built off those very gentle reminders of 
you have two paths in front of you. Which one do you want to take? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Could, I could see young for that. So <laughs> I, I um, was very much the same way. Um, but my wife, my wife was my very wife. much. <laughs> my wife is very much a knock on the door parent, um, which can be terrifying for children. And my oldest, uh, you know, you know how teenage girls get. They're catty. They're mean. And my oldest would, my oldest and uh, girls would get, and, and you know, and the thing now is, I'm going to sound very old, but the thing now is uh, they're connected to each other all the time, right? Because they have cell phones, they have their, you know, TikToks and Instagram and all that stuff. And they group chats, right? They are literally connected to each other all the time. And I would tell my 18 year old all the time, because she'd be like, how do you deal with so-and-so, you know, t- making fun of you all the time? I was like, I don't know. I never had that problem because like after school, it was either they call the house or they come to your house. People aren't going to come to your house. Yeah, but so, you were like the big bully, weren't you? Like, you seem like a bully. No, I was the I was the little fat kid. Oh, same here. Yeah. So I was I was the one picked on. Um, and you're and a ginger then, like that's double. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> back back in the back in the in the 90s and uh, early aughts. <laughs> Gingerism wasn't a uh, wasn't a wasn't as big of a now. deal. Oh, okay. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now South Park really kid. pushed South Park, South Park really yeah. pushed gingerism into into the limelight. Um, you know, but we um I always told her that like again, there's two two ways this can go because usually when we're asking you the questions, we know the answer already. Right. Right. Um, but it was always if we don't know the story, it was all right. Tell me your story. But then if it's an issue with a kid, my wife would just go to the kid's house and knock on the door and talk to the parents. My wife is a social worker. She does not care. She does this for a living, right? She goes to the house. Okay, uh, so so so-and-so has an issue with my daughter. Can we talk to them? I want to find out what's going on. And you find out that like, and I would, and I tell my youngest this too, like stories end up somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's never like, oh, I didn't do this. It was Janie that did this. No one is ever named Janie anymore, but Janie did this. And it's like, no, it was was somewhere in the middle, right? Like you were also kind of a. When was anybody ever named Janie? Ever. I was wondering the same thing. I've never heard that. Is that a Massachusetts thing? Janie's. No, I don't think that's it. No. No, it's no. not Jesse's girl. You no. were thinking the Rick Springfield song. No, I wasn't thinking of Jesse's girl. I was thinking yeah, of uh, I think you were. I of think the Aerosmith song. It's Janie's got a gun. Jenny's. Right? Jenny's got a gun. It's not Jenny's got a gun. It is Jenny. Is it Jenny's got a gun? Jenny's got a Jenny's gun. Got a gun. Yeah. yeah. Dang. I thought it was Always on the run. What is J- okay, we're not going into song again. I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know what I was listening to today? It was very good, by the way. Vertical Horizon. We're not doing a court. We're not doing it. We're not doing a court. back. Well, you were on last week, Aaron. We sang Creed, and it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh my god! Now you say like I know I don't have a serious answer like you folks because my kid's three, but I do like when they tell us something happened and it's like oh you know so and so like you know let's say uh, you know Ben you know pushed your kid and they we had to separate them. I'm like, yeah, well, Ben pooped his pants last week. So is your kid rat you out yet? Like my me? kid rats me out all the time. It's fine. No, I paired I, I, you I, up. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? 
because my kid will rat me out when I do stuff that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> oh yeah, like, sometimes it's like, hey, like he's he took this, and I'm like, I was gonna give you some. So guess what? Now we're partners in crime, and now uh, if I go down, you go down. No, my daughter never. My dad, my daughter will rat out my wife, and will rat me out. She picks no sides. Dude, she my only knows right from wrong. Rats me out all the time. The, when I got my my OLED switch, she came with me, and we got home, and she walks through the door after I would tell her, like, I'm going to open this up, I'm going to give you my old one, walks through the door and says, hey, mom, dad bought a uh, new switch. I was like, you <laughs> son, oh, of a, son of a gun. So, yeah, son man, of you. <laughs> I don't know if you exactly. guys remember the first time your kid ever lied to you, though. Uh, mine was, he was in preschool, and he took a kid's Ben 10 watch. And he had it on his wrist as we were driving home. And I was like, where did you get that? And that was the moment he realized taking this from a kid and bringing it home was not okay. Mm. And he just like in a panic just goes, Amazon. I was like, <laughs> you, yeah, you ordered it. In nice. what world does this preschooler know how Amazon works? Good on him, though. That's a smart answer. Oh, I was quick, yeah. too. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. But luckily, I've not been in too much trouble, but. Man. So bad. Oh, so good good questions from the chat. And you can also ask them if you want to join us next time at youtube.com slash three dads in a console. Um do we have yeah, any you other? can make you can make requests for songs next time too. That too. Corey Cord has a, a wide discography. I was I listening guess... I also listened to the new Alexis on Fire album today. Oh my god, so good. You could say we take requests with arms wide open. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, sacrifice. Have you seen how many times he does this move in that oh video? God, what <laughs> At one point, he even banger. double fists. Oh, God. <laughs> what a I don't know what it is, but I, uh, God, Big Brother's got to be watching because we were talking Creed last week and then my TikTok was full of Creed videos. Oh, no. uh, today, the beautiful Scott Staff showed up on my TikTok for you page. It's no getting away. Yeah, I could. I could. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any final thoughts from the group? No, I, I dug out a jersey. Yeah. There we go. Last time I wore it, I think. Man who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with smelly hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> and with that nugget of knowledge, we want to say a big thank you again, Aristide. Thank happened. you so much for joining us. Just... Uh, thank you so much for uh, gloating about winning a championship in your second year of uh, enjoying a team. I'm sure it'll be very tough for you next year when you guys make it to the playoffs and do well. Um, <laughs> I'm just jealous because my team has no centers right now. Um, our team. But if you want to see more of us, please make sure to rate us on our, your podcast platform of choice. Um, oh, before we sign up, Aaron, wait, where can people hang out with you? They should. They know this already. They hang sure. out with you, but if in case someone doesn't, where can they hang out with you? The new one, I mean, first I'll start with my general, like if you want to just hear my thoughts on whatever, being a dad is probably what I talk about the most at this point. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Sini, A-A-R-O-N-S-E-A-N-E-Y. Um, and then you can also check out my podcast. Give me 20. It's a 20 minute short form podcast that we, uh, hang out and just tell life stories. The kid calling somebody a dick story is definitely an entire episode. Um, but it's only 20 minutes and it's awesome. And that Twitter is give me 20 pod on their Twitter. Uh, but really just search for us on Spotify. We don't do a lot with Twitter. We mostly just do the podcast, but that comes out once a month. Um, shockingly on the 20th of every month. I love that. So check it out. Support the folks that support us. Um, make sure to check us out. YouTube.com slash that's in a console if you want to be part of the show. And 
uh, see some videos. We have some new ones coming up soon. Um, believe Big Market T, so make sure thing. to stay tuned. I didn't even know about Gimme 20. How do I not know about these things? He tweets about it. I do. We even released Dude. merch last month. There was hey, a first off, first off, I am did. barely on my Twitter now because I run another social media Twitter. And so it's just it's you got it. You got to like straight up DM me sometimes. All right. Well, we did a limited run. You missed out. We did. Uh, I just followed merch. I'm not going to miss out following. I'm, uh, I'm in. Right. Uh, I think we'll probably do it again next year. We did give May 20 oh, on May 20th. And that's when we released the merch and we did a 20 day run of merch. So we'll probably do it again next year. I this there's so much 20. I love the. Uh, yeah, we, we really stick to a bit, you know, even I would. Yeah, we should stick to the th- we should do on the third. What? Three. Yes. three. I, three really, I, I get I'm that. Stealing, I'm just stealing a good idea. Anyway, are you though? I'm, I'm, don't I'm steal the man's ideas I'm not. anyway thank you if you want to see us steal more ideas you can join us next week <laughs> have a good one everyone thank you for your time and we'll talk to you soon okay, bye. Bye. bye bye